This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. I realised a lot of my target audience are on Instagram more than Facebook, okay. for example. I mean, a lot of them are on Facebook, but they're more active on Instagram. I think that's, re- that's a really good insight right there, is to say, well, if you are watching your customers and what they're enjoying and you respond to that, and then you balance that with what you want your brand to be, then you're going to be in a really good space with that, aren't you? Yeah, most of my click-throughs from um, Instagram, obviously doing collaborations with like-minded influencers or bloggers, Okay. That would be something that really helps with engagement. Welcome to episode 48 of the Shopify Dropify. You'll hear from Shopify store owner Charlotte, founder of Cecile Swim, a swimwear fashion label with a conscience. Charlotte is a young business owner, experimenting with swimwear products and developing a brand that stands for self-confidence and authenticity. There are some great insights in this interview. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome, and thank you very much for coming along today. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Very, very good. as well. <laughs> very nice of you to come into our Subiaco offices and sit down and tell us all about Cecile Swim. So can you just introduce yourself and, and tell us about the the, intri- uh, the inspirations and the beginnings of um, Cecile Swim when you started it? Um, I'm 22 years old. I've just recently finished um, my degree at Murdoch University. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, And I started Cecile Swim in 2017. Okay, so you're a couple of years in? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I started Cecile Swim because one of the main reasons I actually moved from Singapore to Perth um, in particular was my love for the beach. I've always been a very outdoor person. I grew up um, swimming, wakeboarding, always outdoors. I'm always doing water activities with my dad. Yep. Well, you're Um, in the right place then in a lot of ways, aren't you? Yeah. A lot of beautiful beaches and some awesome weather to enjoy the beaches with. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I live in Freo, which is right next by the beach. So do I. Good choice. Good choice. Go Freo. Go Freo. Um, yeah, so that kind of um, sparked the idea. I came up with the idea actually a couple of years before that when I was around 18. Okay. Um, but during that period of time, it just wasn't a good time for me to start it. And sure. well, to be honest, it was not really ever a good time. I started my first year of uni, um, which was a lot to handle, but it's been an amazing journey. I've built a community with amazing and wonderful, very talented, creative girls in particular. Yep. Um, that sounds very exciting. So what, what's it been like to be at uni and studying and starting a, a, what's effectively like a fashion business, isn't it, and developing that? What's it been like doing both things at once? Um, very tiring, yep. <laughs> but at the same time very fulfilling. Um, it's obviously very different to what I'm studying because I do a de- um, I just finished um, my degree in conservation and wildlife and yep. animal health. So it's very, very different, but... I think I've been able to kind of incorporate my love for both and kind of put it out there. So a lot of your ethics in the business around uh, conservation and that sort of thing from your degree seems to have transferred into into Cecile Swim, is that that fair to say? Yes, especially the sustainability side of it. Um, Fashion is one of the most polluting industries in the world, Um, not the most but one of. Obviously, when I'm when I'm studying environment stuff and everything related to that, you see the impacts. Yeah. Um, you are more aware of the impacts, and that's just made me want to do more. It's motivating yeah, for it's you very to do the right thing with your business. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
even though I do want to grow it and I do want it to be big, but I still want to keep the values and the mission very, very, um, just stick to it and keep yep. it at its core. Focused on, on, the, on the ethical, yeah, focus. on the ethical uh, considerations and motivations that drive it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to ask you this. I was doing a bit of research into you and your business, obviously, and I saw on your LinkedIn profile a photo that shows you and looks like you're, um, you know, DJing on a pretty professional-looking DJ setup. Can you tell us about <laughs> that? Um, I started DJing when I was... 12. Wow, um, that's very young to be DJing. <laughs> yeah, I was named the youngest DJ in Singapore at that, no at way. that point of time. Um, wow. I did everything from like road shows to just like private shows to um, New Year's gigs, club gigs. No I was, way. I was going to class. As a 12 year old? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? <laughs> it was um, quite young. I think the first time I entered a club was when I was like 13 or 14. Wow, that's and crazy. <laughs> what was your name? What was your DJ name? Um, just DJ Charlotte. Just DJ Charlotte, yeah. okay. I wanted to keep it simple. I mean, I've had friends when like, oh, what about Triple C and all this? Because I was yeah. like, no, 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 it's just DJ Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. And is that something you still do? Um, it's something I can still do, but I don't. Okay. Um, I just haven't had the time in the last few years. Sure. Um, with the still swim, with uni and everything, it's just been something that I've kind of let go. And music, does it remain a passion? Do you go to gigs and see, go and see other DJs play? And um, I like going to live like sure. bands and sure. stuff more now. Yeah, sure. I think it's kind of shift a little bit, but... Um, it's something that I still want to get back into. That's I think. very cool. I couldn't help but notice that that, <laughs> that, that, that photo jumped out at me. I thought I have to ask uh, Charlotte about this. Um, so how I'm with the podcast is always to sort of share learning and insights and I guess your story and help other e-com entrepreneurs um, get something out of it. So, I mean, you're still fairly early days with mm -hmm. Cecile Swim, but if you could change anything that you did at the very start of the business, what would that be maybe? Um, to be honest, I don't think there's anything in particular I would say I would change. Okay. Um, having no background in business or marketing or anything of that sort, yeah. I've pretty much just jumped into it and I feel like that's something that a lot of people that want to do something or anything have to just do. Just jump straight into it and you yeah. kind of learn as you go. Sure. And. So That's, don't look back, just sort of yeah. go for it and, and learn from your mistakes because you will make some mistakes, obviously. What, yeah. what are some of the mistakes that you made early on then? Maybe we can look at that. Like, what, um, what do you sort of think, oh, yeah, that was interesting and I really learned a lot from that? I think focusing on marketing. So not just marketing, but um, choosing a one platform or two that could kind of like go together yeah. um, and focusing on that rather than spreading it out across um, okay. different platforms. That's interesting. So you did, you did spread yourself out, did you, um, in the beginning? And was that too much work or to do that or how, how did that happen? Um, what I found pers for my personal um, experience was that there was... Because um, my focus is really to build a community with girls. Yep. So not just building a business where I sell products, but okay. kind of building a almost like a safe place for people to have a voice, for girls to have a voice. Okay. Um, so when I spread out on too many platforms, what happened was the... the the voices weren't really getting heard okay. um, because people were saying stuff on different platforms, but there wasn't really that one to pull everything together. Sure, sure. Um, obviously, I, I use my website as much as I can for that. Yeah. Um, 
but I think it just wasn't enough. So if you're trying to build a community and have, you know, physical activations, I know you do some sort of, you know, you get people together and get your customers and collaborators together, like, in the same place physically, yeah. not just online, then it makes sense to have sort of, I guess, a central location for that to happen physically and digitally, right? Is yeah, that, okay. definitely. Okay. Um, and for other businesses... So you talk about marketing and focusing attention on one platform. Where do you think people who are in the startup phase should focus most of their energy um, to get the best value from of their time when they are starting out? I think it depends on obviously your target audience. Sure. So for my target audience would be um, um, girls around the age of eighteen to thirty. Okay. Um, and. What I found with girls around my age, so pretty much, <laughs> I guess my target audience would be taking myself as an example. Sure. Um, I realized a lot of my target audience are on Instagram more than Facebook, okay. for example. I mean, a lot of them are on Facebook, but they're more active on Instagram. Sure. So I target Instagram and use Instagram more and I build it more and I focus on what I think um, gets attention of people. Sure. So I guess starting off, the first thing someone should do is understand their customer, yep. what they want, where they are, where they're spending time online, and then directing your your efforts into those channels, wherever it might be. Yes. Okay. That's very good advice, and I think something we've, we've heard before. Um, a lot of people tend to make the mistake, I think, of trying to think they want to sell to everybody. Yeah, Whereas the more yeah. <laughs> focused you can be, the more effective you can be. And it sounds like you've got a pretty good idea of who your your target market are and yes. your, your community, who you want to build your community with, the types of people. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, and, and so where are your priorities now, sort of being two, two plus years in or going into your sort of third year? Where are your priorities now with the business? What are you focusing on? Um, I still focus very much on marketing sure. and building the community that I built. I guess um, the marketing never really ends, no, does it? No, it doesn't end. No. Um, but I've taken it re recently. I've taken it more from a creative standpoint okay. and trying to focus on visuals. Okay. Um, something that I've realized, and I think the way social media and the whole internet is moving, is that people don't really like to read. Okay, yeah. Um, for example, we have, thing have, we have things like podcasts now yep. where it's just an easier version of... Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to get word out there. It's a bit more passive, isn't it? You can, you can listen in your car or you can listen while you're yeah. lying in bed or even on a run or a walk. It's, it's something that you can absorb and access without having to sit down and focus on a page. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, focusing on the... For me, focusing on the visuals is very important because at the end of the day, I'm still trying to sell a product, a physical product. Of so for that, I need that visual. So and the aesthetic and the styling yeah. of swimwear is really, really important, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. so um, I've been focusing myself a lot more on going back to basics, really, and focusing on the branding. Okay. So the branding, the visuals, um, the styles, okay. the colours that I'm and using. And having that defined and consistent and going in a certain direction with it, or...? Yeah. yeah. So kind of building and seeing what the customers enjoy okay. and kind of building on that as well, okay. but also keeping to what the brand stands for, what the values of the brand is, yeah. um, the cause of the brand. That's a really, I think that's, that's a really good insight right there is to say, well, if you are watching your customers and what they're enjoying and you respond to that, 
and then you balance that with what you want your brand to be, then you're going to be in a really good space with that, aren't you? Yeah, that's very, very important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to go too much into just what you want to put out there Completely. and not to go too much into what your customers want because at the end of the day, you are going to have a wide range of customers and you can't please everyone. No. Um, sadly, as much no. as you might want to, you can't please everyone. No. So it's just choosing um, that balance between both. And like anything, there's good and bad feedback. I mean, there's, there's, there's useful feedback yeah. and there's feedback that's potentially not so useful, but at least you want to be listening and, and, and observing and, and using the things that, yeah. are, that are useful. Um, and as you say, staying true to your own brand and what you want the business to be. Yeah. Um, so let's have a talk, a little ch chat about um, Shopify. Did you start with Shopify from the very beginning? Yes, actually I did. Um, if I'm not wrong, I might have seen it on like a Facebook ad or something. Okay. So that means you guys are doing really well with I that. Might not have been, uh, <laughs> it might not have been from the cut. Uh, it may have been, but uh, it might not have been. We're not the only people that work with it, but yeah. Yeah, and I don't so, remember how um, yeah, I got onto it, but um, Shopify definitely was the very first okay. um, platform which I saw just kind of caught me. Um, how easy it was yep. was definitely what sold it to me. Sure. Did um, you research and look at other platforms or did you just sort of see Shopify, like the look of it and jump straight into it? Um, I did jump. I did, while I was jumping, I did take a, like okay. a, a few... Did some comparisons. Yeah, little okay. comparisons. I didn't, I kind of, when I set my mind to something, I usually just go with it. Yep. Um, I trust my intuition a lot. Yep. So that's what I kind of did with Shopify. I did take a look at a few others, yep. um, but I didn't spend much time at it, on, on it. Fantastic. And um, did anything surprise you? I mean, you must have built your website yourself. Yeah, did I built anything... the website myself. And I think what surprised me was how easy it was okay. to do it. And something I was very thankful for at the start was how... Um, helpful the, sh the support was. Yeah. So they were very From honest. From Shopify themselves or yeah. the community, did you use both things? Is there a um, lot of community channels where you can, you know, engage with other business owners who use Shopify as well as the actual Shopify channels? So I read a lot of forums okay. when I was beginning when I needed sure. help with stuff. Perfect, yeah. Um, Sometimes the answers don't always focus on what I'm actually looking for, so yeah. that's when I move on to the actual support. Yep. And what I like with the support is they they tell you if they can help you or they can't. Okay. If they can't, they just tell you they can't. They're honest with you. They don't try to sell you something else. Okay. Um, they just say, no, we can't do this. We're really sorry. Or they will direct you somewhere else, sure. which is what I like because it's straightforward. <laughs> and, and you know where you stand and you're not wasting yeah. time and yeah, that sounds really positive. Yeah. What, what, what have been sort of the biggest lessons you've learned around technology in general and maybe the things that happen around the, you know, your Shopify system and website, what, what have you, what have you, where have you sort of learnt the most? Um, I'd say pretty much just going into it, trying it out, playing around with it. Um, spending a lot of time just trying everything out okay. and seeing what works for you. Yeah. Um, and what sort of things are you experimenting with and testing? So at the moment, we've been doing a lot of with live chat. Okay. So I use a Drift. Um, that's the add app? Yeah, that's yeah, the, okay. the add-in. Drift? Yep, Drift. Yeah, okay. So I've been using that for live chats and it's been working very positively, um, being very easy to communicate with customers live. Yep. Um, so you're doing that via your phone at kind of all, all hours of the day and night, yeah. are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Um, I can do it on my computer, I can do yep. it on the go on my phone, which yep. is 
um, the last year or so, I've been always on the go. So yeah, sure. yeah, it's just very convenient that way. And it's great for building like a relationship with the customers as well because you can respond quickly and directly and answer specific questions that the individual has. Yeah, so it's very fast and it's just, there's no emails back and forth, um, waiting time. Yeah. Um, the it's message, very, yeah, the notification comes up on your phone, you click on it, you answer it. And same for them, right? They're probably on their phone 90% yeah. of the time and it's, it's sort of instant gratification and they're, and they're engaged directly with you, the business owner, which can be really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Do you enjoy that process, like chatting to customers in that forum? Yes, I do actually. Um, right now, because Instagram is one of my bigger um, platforms that I use, yeah. it's like I love getting messages on Instagram and on Drift and just having a chat with um, yeah. customers because you never know which part of the world they come from and that's the coolest part. For sure. Um, so they're from all over the world, are they? Yeah. yeah um, okay, I awesome. think my biggest audience at the moment would be obviously Australia, yep. New Zealand, Singapore and the States. Okay. Um, different parts of the States. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where. Yeah, okay. um, but that's where my biggest audience from. Um, so sometimes time difference is a bit annoying because I can't actually reply on the spot. Yeah, completely. But I do, yeah, but I do try to as much as I can. And I guess you'd be transparent about that and sort yeah. of say, look, sorry, I'm in Australia and I was asleep when you messaged me and, and people appreciate that sort of honesty and transparency as yeah. well, don't they? So we have lots of conversations around products and people and how important it is to sort of feed you know, your understanding of your customers into the way you're developing your products. Can you talk about that and the experiences you've had around that specifically with swimwear and what does that look like for you? Um, with swimwear and fashion, I feel like it's very individual. Yep. Um, but also not just with the product, I think it's the whole concept of what you are selling and being very transparent about um, the whole entire process. Okay. So from the start, obviously, from where the where the fabrics are, where the manufacturers are, um, how the manufacturers are treated, and everything has to be very transparent. Okay. I think that's something that customers are more um, are starting to appreciate more and more. I completely agree. So, so you're talking about you know where you're where you're sourcing your materials from, who's actually producing and doing the stitching and the manufacturing of your products, yeah. and with you, you know, where, with sustainability and um, the ethics of the business being really important. You want people to know and understand that story, right? Yeah, we want people to understand the whole story, and we also want to focus on sharing their stories. Sure. So, um, so the way we've actually done that is I've started a self-love series. Okay. So it's a little video series where we invite anyone and everyone um, to come down and we do a little photo shoot and a little video interview where we talk about self-love, the favorite trait the person has about themselves. Okay. And actually talking about the whole self-care process that they have and what that means to them. Okay. And I think that's something that um, helps us really connect with our customers as well yeah. and also gives them that platform for their voice, their, their, for them to speak on what they feel passionate about okay. and it's kind of sharing that passion together. And how is that working at the moment for you? Um, it's actually been going very well. We've okay. released four videos yeah. um, at the moment. 
Um, I've still got quite a few to edit. Um, during the trip that I'm going to be making um, next week, we're yep. going to be doing a few more there. Okay. And it's kind of just trying to get as many people on board as possible. So it's really about like a real positivity, affirmation, confidence building thing for young women as well that, that you've attached to, to the brand and to your swimwear. Yeah, because um, when it comes to swimwear fashion, it's always that lack of self-confidence sometimes completely um, yeah. not with everyone obviously no. but there is that percentage or the feeling that they have to reach to, to achieve you know what the supermodels look like in yeah. certain cuts of bathers and so i mean i can definitely see the alignment yeah and it's really about things. focusing on what uh, re teaching people to realize that there's so much more there's so much more to them than just their physical appearance as well. For sure. And I, what I've actually realized during the photo shoots for them is that they really love seeing themselves in picture. Yeah. And it's usually... It's empowering. Yeah, it's very empowering yeah. to them. And we obviously make them feel as comfortable as they, um, as possible. Yeah. We, we, we usually shoot it in a location where they feel safe. Yeah. Um, we've done it all kinds of places now. Okay. That um, sounds really interesting. Good yeah. on you. It's, it's sort of reminding me a bit, was it was it uh, Dove who did the campaign about sort of the real women and they featured all sorts of real women in their in their um, advertising and marketing, I think. Was, was it Dove? I'm not sure. Anyway, actually. it was I don't really watch kind. TV. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was um, billboards and bus okay. sides and all sorts of things. It was quite a big campaign. It was, it was several years ago, but um, it may have been before your time, Charlotte, <laughs> before you were media aware. It could have been that long ago. Um, so for you, how important is it for you to understand your customers and, and who they are and what they're sort of looking for from um, Cecile Swim? Very, very, very important. Yeah. As much as I stayed true to the core values of the brand, a lot of all the feedback that comes from customers is something that I try and translate into the products. Yeah. Um, in what ways does that happen for you in swimwear then? Can you give us some examples? So whenever I get any feedback about um, cuts, okay. um, sizing, or what even they, the customers want to be presented off the swimwear. And, like and colours and patterns and that sort of thing, or not so much that? Um, to a certain extent, okay. yes. So obviously when I'm putting out products, I see what goes faster than the others. Sure. And from that, I've kind of taken okay. what colours are liked a little bit more okay. than others. Okay, so you use your pop the popularity of the products to inform yeah. it as well. Sure, sure. And also, obviously, just people that t tell me, yep. um, oh, I really lo love this colour. And from, um, yeah, from that and... And so you're just sort of assessing these comments and feedback, and if you agree with it and see that it's got merit and it's relevant, then you look at it at um, feeding that into the into the process of developing new products or, or varying the products is that right yeah okay, and also not just that but like what is presented on the website like sure. sometimes people want a certain um so the measurement of of for the pieces or okay, anything like sure, that because sure, those sure. those kinds of things are very important when you're doing an online store completely completely um with somewhere as well you can't really return just because of hygiene purposes, we yeah, don't actually okay. do returns at the moment. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, as of now, we are looking into it and working on it. Okay. But as of now, we don't do any returns, so we need to be very careful with the way we've presented um, the swimwear. Well, that's a really interesting yeah. sort of clothing challenge that you have being specifically in swimwear that I had never uh, had never occurred to me, <laughs> but it's an interesting one and I can understand it for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that covers us off on, on the whole customer understanding. And it sounds like you've been building the, your understanding of your customers pretty much from the beginning. Yes, yeah. um, definitely. I've always listened to what the customers say, the, their feedback, um, whether it's a positive or negative feedback, I always take it. Yep. Um, and I always think about, even if it's a positive one, how to improve on it, a negative one, how to change it to improve it so we don't face this problem again. Completely. Um, I think it's very important to listen to your customers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, that's where the sales come from. <laughs> And can you tell us a little bit about the, the Cecile brand? Like, how, how did you develop the name and then the logo, and how important do you think those elements and also, you know, the overall way the brand is presented, how important has that been for you? Um, it's Cecile Swim has been very personal. Yeah. Um, Cecile is my middle name, which I got from my dad, Cecil. Yeah. Um, which I have tattooed on my wrist. I see that, I see that. <laughs> um, the logo is actually almost an adaptation of this tattoo as well. Um, it is similar because it's kind of scripted, a gentle kind of handwritten yeah. script, right? Yeah. And it's okay, a very nice. gentle... That's not writing. your dad's handwriting, is it? No, it's not my dad's handwriting, okay. but it is also kind of like... It was inspired by his signature. Okay. And the tattoo artist was a very close friend of my dad's. Oh, wow. So it's all very personal, very yeah. close to me. And I think sure. that's something that's very important to present when you're presenting a brand. Um, so they would the key word that, that it describes that is authenticity, right? Yeah. And it, it's authentic if it has a reality to you and it has that really strong, for you, it's a really strong connection yeah, to your family. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a story. Completely. <laughs> yeah, completely. Oh, that's really, really nice. And have you changed... I'm thinking you haven't changed the logo or the way the brand looks. Um, the logo, no. I've kept the logo exactly the same from the first and day. And what about the overall visual presentation of the brand? Have so, you been evolving that? Yes, it definitely has evolved. Okay. Um, from the start, I did um, shoots with many different photographers just okay. to kind of... A lot of collaborations, a lot of amazing talented creatives which always approach and say like hey I'd love to do a shoot for you can we shoot for you and that kind of developed the first visuals um, and through the time I started photography on my own and that's kind of when the visuals of the and the branding became a little bit more solidified okay so um, early on you're kind of experimenting I guess and seeing what you liked and what was working really well yes um, it so you have a clear, now that you're taking photos yourself, do you have a clearer kind of direction and an idea around the brand? Yeah, I definitely have a lot clearer vision of where I want it to continue going and okay. which parts on I want to build on. Like even things like colours and aesthetics of it, that's um, something that's very important. Um, so if you, could un if you could describe your style of photography and where you have it right now, how would you describe <laughs> it to someone? Um, I love colours, so I do film photography, but I shoot with in colours. Okay. Um, I love the, the nature, like nature and very natural colours. So okay. we always try to shoot outdoors. We get, so you're shooting on location yeah. in some sort of natural we environment? Yeah, we yep. shoot on location. Okay. We do everything on location. Okay. Um, we've set up makeup in parking lots and stuff. Okay. Like everything on location because we want to get as natural lighting as possible okay. as well. I've yep. never actually shot in a So natural before. light, natural colour, natural locations, it's all sort of natural and authentic yeah. and that's the direction you're going in. And I think that connects very well with the sustainability side. Completely. To show that there is so much beauty in the world yep. and we need to focus on what's real sometimes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I try to put that out as much as I can through the visuals. Yeah, well, knowing you know, understanding more about your brand as we as we're talking and and saying that well, you you you've have that real authentic connection. You've got a really strong ethic. You're very much about you know confidence and helping empower young women if you said oh yeah you know we like a really highly controlled <laughs> artificial studio environment that wouldn't fit with the brand yeah no it wouldn't but um, what you're talking about there you said well yeah there's a really logical alignment between what this brand stands for and where you've established a, a photography style for yourself yeah and even with the photography we never added anything out of the girls like stretch marks or whatever we just leave it because that's what makes that girl beautiful okay and so that's something very, we stand by. very authentic and genuine. Yeah. There. No retouching. No retouching. Which and, and and how topical has that been in in in, in the beauty industry recently? <laughs> you know, you have these celebrities going out and publishing the photos of themselves before retouching, yeah. so people can get a reality check on on it. Which I think is really it's a great thing that's happening. I think and awareness yeah. around that. Um, what have been the most successful marketing ideas and channels for you? You mentioned Instagram. Is that kind of where most of it happens for you? Yeah, most of my click-throughs from um, Instagram. Obviously doing collaborations um, with like-minded influencers or bloggers. Okay. Um, that would be something that really helps with engagement. Okay, yeah. um, and do you choose them yourself just by finding them uh, in social media and, and engaging with them? Yeah, I mean, it's... Occasionally, I do get that email asking um, okay. for collaboration, yep. but I do look through and speak to them and see where their values lie because I do make sure that um, the pers the people that I work with, their values lie with together and match up with Cecil Swim. Completely. Um, well, you have to have that, right? And yeah. more and more, I think, when influencers don't have that alignment with the brand they're promoting, the, the, the pe people see through that more and more, right? Yeah, because you, it's just end up like taking a, a job that you're not really passionate about just to sell a product that you're not really keen Com on. And that's something that I'm not really for. For sure. Yeah, I like to really be able to connect with the people I do actually occasionally meet up with them and have a conversation with them if we're in the same city. Okay. If not, emails back and forth, just to having To establish a your relationship yeah. and making sure they align with you before you before you go down the path of partnering yeah. up with them. Yeah. And I think that's very, something that's very important for merchants to do is to focus, um, to make sure that the people that you're working with, their values align with yours. Um, if not, sometimes things can get a little bit messy. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. And it's it's not good for either part, party. No, you, yeah. you have to have that alignment. I completely agree. So do you, I know you mentioned that you have these sort of, um, I mean, meetups where you actually get together with customers and yeah. collaborators. Do you do any other sort of physical activations with the brand? Or, um, or do you want to tell us a little bit more about that community style um, activity that you do? Because <laughs> it's really uh, kind of interesting and unique. Um, so what we do, what I do sometimes is actually put out um, just like a post or something and s asking girls if they'd be keen to come down and just do a little meet up together, yep. hang out, have some food, um, drinks and I usually try to throw in an element of creativity in there. Okay. Um, the last one we did was a little painting session. Awesome. So I got little canvases for everyone, um, people brought their own painting material and I provided a lot of them as well. And just get together, chat, paint and I think it really took a, a lot of people really took a lot from that. I bet they did. Um, How many people did you get along? Um, I don't really remember. I think it was like maybe 
15. Not oh, a yeah. very, very yeah. big group. No, but a good, but a good a size good, little group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good size group for people to chat, yeah. to get make together, some relationships. make relationships, yeah. and to do art. Because something that we, we are always on the go, we don't take time anymore to look into a what we feel what we enjoy our creativity so it's a bit almost like a bit of a mindfulness exercise yeah. in a lot of ways yeah so it was yeah. very mindful and you create like such beautiful conversations as well because the yeah. people the girls that show up obviously they do have similar interests in a way Completely. not the same they're all very individual very different from each other but sure. they do have that little touch of similarity yeah and it sparked wonderful and amazing conversations how many of those have you done um not many at the moment so i've True Sicil Swim, I haven't done that many, yep. um, but I have been doing it with a separate a organization, which I started with a friend Okay. Um, that is also very focused on ethical manufacturing and right. people who and who are interested and work within the realm. Do you want to tell us what that organization's called? Yeah, or it's is there... um, called WA Ethical Collect Collective. Okay, and is there some, do you want to give it a plug and tell people yes. where they can find it online? It's on Instagram, okay. um, WA.EthicalCollective. Okay. Um, on Facebook as well. Um, and you can sign up for our newsletter where that's where we release all our events. And tomorrow night, actually, we're having a connect and crochet night. Okay. So we've invited this... A what and crochet? Connect. Oh, connect and connect, crochet. Connect and crochet. Unfortunately, by the time yeah. this, this podcast goes out, this will be gone, but I'm sure you'll be having more events into 2020 by the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. We try to do one every couple of months. Awesome. Um, get people down... Um, do an activity as well, something creative, just have a chat yep. and you get that face-to-face -face connection with people and that's something that's very important. Um, even though our store and a lot of the things that we do are very online, digital based, we still want to have that connection with people. Yeah, it's great that you're doing that and it's a, it's a lovely kind of unique sort of community-based idea that, that, as you say, it gets it offline and into the real world, which yeah. is, um, it sounds like you're doing some lovely creative things around that. That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, so what's next for uh, on your list for Cecile Swim Charlotte? <laughs> I know you've got a this trip coming lot, up. A lot that's coming up. Yeah. Um, but at this point of time, I'm not going to say too much. Okay, okay. Um, new things are coming, um, new ideas are coming, new concepts are coming. Yep. And very much 2020 is Cecil Swim, Cecil Film. Um, because you've finished your studies now, so yeah. you're going to go all in on Cecil Swim in 2020, yeah. right? Yeah. All my focus is going to um, be on the brand, building the whole concept, the whole lifestyle around it, yep. and putting it out there. Fantastic. Yep. That sounds really, really cool and like you've got a really exciting year ahead of you. Um, do you have any final advice for people who might be thinking about starting up in e-commerce or might be early days with their Shopify businesses? Is there anything um, final you want to say to them? Yes, just go for it. <laughs> a lot of our entrepreneurs say exactly those things, just do it. Just do it and don't regret anything as well along sure. the way. If you, I mean... It, everyone always says it, but it's very true where you don't learn if you don't make mistakes. Completely. And a lot of the things that I've learned, especially not having any background in business before, is just make the mistake. It's fine, um, but be real about it. So if you have made a mistake and it's very open, just apologize. People will understand. You mean if it involves your customers yeah, or if, whatever? Yeah, if it were yeah. to involve your customers. That's I haven't very had, good advice. Yeah, I haven't personally had that... Um, experience yet okay um but if it does 
just apologize, be open about it. Yeah. Um, transparency is very, very important. Yeah, I completely agree. And you can turn a negative into a positive interaction if you do that. Whereas yeah. if you try and sweep it under the carpet, then probably you're going to get caught out and it'll turn a, a little mistake into something that's more negative than it needs to be. Yeah. And also following your passions. So you as everyone have their own passions yeah. and you can try and integrate that into your own brand. Because sure. that's what you are and that's what you might not think that's something that people are going to like or enjoy or it might be very different from what you're doing or selling but just make it work it, it, there's a way and if you look into it you can create beautiful things absolutely yeah. and if you're doing a, you do, if you're working in a direction <laughs> that you're passionate about well you're not really working right yeah exactly <laughs> thank you so much Charlotte it's been really nice to speak to you thank uh, you for having me <laughs> absolute pleasure really good to hear about Cecile Swim and all the very best for your upcoming secret squirrels trip <laughs> I know it's going to involve some uh, manufacturing and product development so very uh, good luck with that thank you very much and we much. look forward to hearing more from you in uh, 2020 yes I'll definitely see you guys in 2020 in meetups. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Come along to the meetups. Everyone should come along to them. They're great events. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to another interview with another interesting Shopify merchant, Charlotte from Cecile Swim. If you like our podcasts, please share them. We drop one episode every week with Shopify merchants, e-commerce experts and app developers. So stay tuned. If you want to get your brand on the Shopify Dropify, call Ben at the Cut or hit thecut.net.au to get in touch. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.